You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It happened. It Woo! happened. There he is. The we founder won. the founder and administrator of Warchant.com, Gene Williams. is Yes, he's got a beer. You know what I broke open, Tommy, for a special occasion? The 2018 Bourbon County to beat it's Syracuse on, by three points. That's how desperate we are. But we know, we'll take it. We'll, we'll take, take it. it. It's Vote. a win. It's a dub, baby. Get ready for this. Look at the bottom of the screen. You ready? Oh, there yeah. it is. Oh, it's it's so a sweet. win. They can't take it away. I don't so care that sweet. Darius Washington held somebody. I don't care. That's yeah. good. Darius, good play. Good job. Yes. And uh, I was uh, told on the pregame show that if we got to this place, Gene, and we won the game, that uh, our esteemed colleague who was filling in for me in this very chair last week, Mr. Jeff Cameron, would be joining us for a toast. To start Jeffrey! The- hey, boys! Hey, we fucking did it! Great. Here we go. Awesome. Take that long for him to drop the ball. There we go. Hey, hey, hey. So hold on. This is slipping. I got to get this. All right. I don't know if you heard this. I broke up in the 2018 Bourbon County uh, because this is such a big win for Florida State. Bone dry, T. Lizzie. Here we go. Woo. (laughs) All right, folks. This is my first beer. As the host of the War Chant, yes, you were holding out. It took you till October, but you there it is. It is. Light it is beer. a light beer. From, Cheers, boys! From San Diego, Capitals, you're in the win column. Cheers! Alrighty. Oh man, I'm not going to stay with you guys long. It's your show. It's your night to shine. But I promised everybody that I would join for a little champagne. And um, Tom and I have been joking about it all week. It looks shaky there for a little while, but uh, but alas, right? I'm going to pour one for my wife as well. There you go. You know, I didn't stop. I didn't stop. I felt like I'd be jinxing it if I stopped for the Andre. So I decided, well, our listener, Christopher, an awardchant.com fan who lives in San Diego, brought some beer uh, from California over. This is nice. the brewery. So, I mean, that looks so generic, but that's all right. Because we, we don't get bells and whistles right now. We just get the, the blood and guts of it. That's where we are. By, by the way, how about that awesome hold? That is the block of the year. I love that kid forevermore. Yes. What a beauty. What a beauty. I love this. How often do they? How often do we get held? Do they never point Florida State out on that play? Of course. Let's go to the replay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah never ever for Florida State when they're held a thousand times. So there I, it is. We'll take it. Whatever. You guys have fun with the show tonight, guys. Uh, love you both. Be good. Go Dolls. We finally got one. Cheers one go. more time, and then I'll, I'll, I'll go. And you can listen to Jeff and Ira on the Sunday Smash. That'll be a little bit more positive tomorrow night, guys. Tune in for that. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be good. Good times. 
Have fun, guys. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for stopping by. All right, that'll be the one and only F-bomb of tonight's show on the War Chant. Look at Eric Angel. Yes, my man. Yeah, $33. That's right. That's what it took, all 33 of them points. points. So before we get to the callers and and we get to our sponsor information, we've just got to react to the fact that Florida State has a win. I know. These are the times we live in, but I don't care. For the next hour, hour and a half, I don't care, folks. We can talk about the bad things. We're not going to ignore them, like special teams, like some of the things we saw on defense. But this is a win. So, damn it, I don't know how many more we're going to get of these. You better celebrate it. Gene, your initial thoughts, just big picture stuff. As uh, you were doing uh, the Parents' Day experience, I think, is that for the first time, uh, the first Florida State Parents' Day of your life? Uh, well, no, because I went with my parents. Oh, come uh, on. That was what a I mean. while ago. You know what I mean. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's the first game I let go as a fan in 20 years, probably. Uh, so it was kind of a cool experience. Got to go with the wife. I don't know if I can do the quick share thing here. If I can show the photo here, man, it was a blast. Um, got to go there, sit in the Champions Club and see if that works. Well, it cut off. I don't know. That All shows right. me with technology. I'm not so good at that. But um, <laughs> no, it was a great time up there. So got to go cheer on the Knolls, do the chop, you know, have a great time with that. You know, my, my impressions are, look, I'm glad they, they kind of took the identity. I know I saw a lot of people complaining to the Tribal Council about Jordan Travis being the quarterback. Look, it, it's the identity of the team. You don't have any... You have a lousy wide receiver court is what it is. You got to accept that. You got a guy who can run around and make plays. And the reason you won the game, because he could run around and do some things at the end of the game to put you in a position to win it. So that's the guy you need. Other side of the ball, obviously, a, a bad Syracuse offense. You look good early on. I was really excited about what I saw. And then it took, there was absolutely no containment. That quarterback got outside the pocket. You could just run free all day. Yeah. A couple of, I know we'll get into some of the technical stuff lately, Tom, but that's the one thing that stuck out to me. Like you were absolutely stuffing the crap out of them. Yep. In that first half. And all of a sudden, he just would run outside the end, and there's nobody there the whole game. I don't know what the hell that was. Yeah. Well, what was interesting about that first half, Gene, is it was the inverse of last week. You come out, and that momentum, we talked about it all week, is like, is that actually going to carry over? Was that more about Louisville or more about us? And it did. Yeah. They were only on the field, Syracuse was, for 25 plays and 12 minutes in the first half. But you wouldn't know that about uh, by looking at the way that the defense finished the first half today. They looked tired. It was like, how is that possible? You know, yeah. you can understand it if you're playing a Louisville or a Wake Forest team that's running play number 45 in the second quarter, but 25 plays in 12 minutes. And just when you thought you could be comfortable, as we thank Zach West, who really enjoyed today's game, and that's fine. You know, if you go, Wes, you, yes, here's to you, Wes. If you, cheers, if, buddy, have another. If you need to get after it tonight, tonight's the night to do it. Yep. I mean, just get it while you can. That's the theme of today. Get it while you can, and today is one of those days. But I'll tell you, Gene, the number one thing that I thought, in terms of the negatives, special teams tried to lose this game in so many ways. I mean, you're talking about field position in the third quarter. You've got a muffed punt. You've got returns by Syracuse. They run full speed on their returns. I don't know if you realize that about their kick return team. They go at 100 miles an hour. We go at 22 miles an hour 22 miles an hour and we're at the 15 we're at the 17 or the 20 they're at the 35 or the 40 and then we have the muff punt which really i mean that was the moment where i thought was, yeah because you stopped them that's a good point because that to me that was the game right there you were up 10 nothing the defense bowed up got a three and out you're looking great all the momentum was on you you're in a position to put that game away yep. and you muff a putt now you ended up stopping on that drive but you lost field position then they scored on the next series and that was it that's what kept them in the game and made this come down to a field goal. No, but it came down to a field goal, and we won the game. We lined up for a kick to win a football game, and it went through, Gene. It went through. Always have to celebrate <laughs> that as a goal. I mean, 
<laughs> doesn't happen very often. Yeah. Yeah. Take away the po- well, it's pokey, not pooky, but it, it was it was a little. <laughs> he, he did the hooky pooky a little bit there with that punt return. Yeah, well, that's the thing. In the second half, they were on the field for a long time. Like I said that about the first yeah. half, where I'm wondering how the hell are they tired in the second half? You know, even the touchdown drive that that's keyed by the Lawrence Toafili catch on third and four, and then you have Treshawn Ward take it inside the five yard line, and, and Corbin finishes it off. That drive went so fast that I was thinking to myself, "Oh man, you didn't even give the defense a breather." Between that and the muff punt. These guys are going to be gassed, but we had the ball last. They made a lot of stops when it counted, too. You had a goal line stand in this game. You had the stop inside of two minutes, which I don't know how many people thought in that moment that the defense was going to come up with a giant stop there, get the ball back for us to have an opportunity to win in regulation. I I, I mean, everybody who's seen this team this season had to think it late in the fourth quarter when Florida State had to punt to them and they got the ball back in a tie game, they're going to drive down the field and win the game. I mean, that's just, we just yep. knew that was going to happen. So hats off to the defense. And I look, I know the score is ugly in terms of how many points you gave up in this game, which is probably a below average offense. And we'll talk about some of that later. That's disappointing. But I will say the one stat I love, Tom, when I'm looking at this, Syracuse was two of 12 on third down. Mm-hmm. This is a team that has been situationally awful this season. Yep. But it came to those third downs. They made a lot of stops in yep. the game. It's still amazing when you look at some of this, like, how did they score 30 points? But, you yep. know, when you had that late interception, you had the muff, that set a couple, and you had a couple of those you just lost contain on a couple plays where they just got some easy scores, which is ridiculous. You were clearly the better team in this game. And here's a stat I'll throw out, Tom. I don't know if you're aware of this. I thought about this, and Florida State had two turnovers in this game. I go, when's the last time Florida State actually had a turnover in their favor? The last three games, Tom, the turnover margin is nine nothing for the opponent. Oh my god, that's ridiculous. I mean, some wow. of that is on the defense, some of that's on the offense. I but come on, man, yeah. you can't keep giving that other team those advantages every game. Yeah, that that goes back to uh, the last one we the had. Wake Forest, it was an awful one, but yeah, yep, yep. Uh, well, I'll tell you too, Gene, that there were a couple of. Uh, well, there was one fumble today early in the game, and we could have fell on the ball. We didn't. I was thinking, man, fumble luck is just, it's just not there. We, got, well, we did get the good fumble luck, though, on Par- Parchman's touchdown. So that, one ball did actually bounce FSU's way. That felt like the breakthrough moment where you're like, yes. okay, it's all <laughs> over. And yet it wasn't. And yet, it, oh. do you, like, if you had to count how many demons this team faced today, I mean, is the number 50, 70? Because of all the, the moments that you thought, this is it, they're going to break through. Oh, that's the lucky bounce they needed. All right, Toa Feely, big catch, gets a first down, it turns into a touchdown two plays later. Good job, young man. All those things got washed away, and it turns out that if I'm a Syracuse fan, I'm just watching Jordan Travis on broken plays, scrambling up the sideline, making things happen out of nothing, and that's why we lose this football game. That is just what a mess, but what a glorious mess. This mess yes. to do for today. Gregory, it's Syracuse. Yes, and this is a team that lost to Jacksonville State. Yep. This is a better team than Jacksonville State. They got the win, and like you know, Tom pointed out, there's they had a chance to lose this game. They bowed up at the end, and they won a game on a kick. That doesn't happen very often in Florida State. Um, oh, wait, up, oh, up, oh, wait a minute. Oh, got to find it. Look at that. Look those at our boy. Rubles. Yeah, those are the rubles. The the uh, oh, a hundred rubles. What the, does that convert to? About twelve cents. Yeah, it it it's something. It converts to something. And Ingvar, we appreciate you. No, in, Ingvar, no, no, no. That's unbelievable. Thank you, dirt. Cheer to you. Yeah, cheers, man. I'm Russia would love. Yeah, we love our Russian comrades. Yeah. Well, I appreciate this thought, Scott, but honestly, they don't have a lot to work with. They've just got to figure out stuff as they go. And and I thought, honestly, in this game, the way it started out, I liked the game plan in the first half 
because what they're doing is they're setting up over and over again perimeter looks, short passes, things that they know that they mm. can complete and they have enough time to complete them. And then the payoff is going to be the run up the middle later. The game got helter-skelter as it went on in the second half, but I saw what they were doing. I saw what they were trying to do in the first half, and I understood the approach. But, um, man, you had a chance to be happy and mad at every phase of this game today. You had a chance to be happy and mad at many players in this game today. But in the end, we're more happy than we're not because it is a victory. And I'm going to take this opportunity right now, Gene, because it's in a in a winning setting. Yes, Bring let's up talk about sponsors. Team yes. Paper, Team Paper, thank you so much, guys, for sticking with us, obviously, this whole season for the post-game show. Their first sponsored event, Gene, was the Jacksonville State game. Mm. So we love them for their loyalty. What is Team Paper, you ask? It's a website created in the era of NILs to connect you to more of your favorite athletes. At TeamPaper.com, you'll find videos made by your favorite players for you, the fans. You'll learn personal backstories, hear motivational tips, Maybe even a video in the winning locker room tonight. How about that? Woo! Teampaper.com right now. Every dollar that you give to teampaper.com, 80% of it goes right in the pockets of our players here in Tallahassee. Use code WARCHANCE at checkout to save $10 on the Tallahassee bundle. And as of kickoff tonight, about 20 players have posted on this particular website, teampaper.com. Wow. It's a great way to stay connected, support your team directly. That's teampaper.com. Dot com. We're very yeah, happy. great, great thing to do, man. You want to support your players. I mean, that's the thing. People always want to do that. Well, you can, can't do. This is a way legally through the NIL. You can go ahead and support the team, yep. help them celebrate this win. Look, it wasn't pretty. They didn't cover, but <laughs> heck, they got the dub. I mean, that's all we that's all we care about here. So they oh. got it done. Thank goodness, Florida State's off the Schneid. They're still somewhat a laughing stock, but at least they're not they're not the worst team in the ACC now. Officially, they and have won a game. They are not a winless laughing mm-hmm. so that that's important again you take style points no not today Tom, by the way you for defensive coordinator i'd rather have you be the defensive <laughs> coordinator than you. i think I, I still think look 33 points syracuse they're not a bad defense right i mean if you go at least statistically you look they're not bad rutgers scored 17 on them mm-hmm. i mean they're decent defense so, so you put up 33 points that should win you most games but you gave up 30 points to me. That's a real – there's some issues, which is which is weird yeah. because the way – again, we, somebody made a post and was very well found. It goes, it's a really weird game. It's weird to figure this out, especially defensively, because there were times that defense was just stifling. Yes. They look great. And then some of these gash plays, you're like, where was the containment? I mean, Tom, you're the officiant there. Tell me what happened. The first couple series, they stuffed the hell out of him. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, there was absolutely no contained. The quarterback would roll out. And yeah. there's nobody within 50 yards of them. What was going on there? Well, you had some linebackers over pursue. You had some guys lose contain. On the one long touchdown run, uh, I didn't see a whole lot of effort out of a couple of players. I think mm-hmm. one of them was the guy that Keir Thomas got mad at. Uh, but, I mean, it's you have an open field moment with Jermaine Johnson and the tackle's not made. And then DJ Lundy runs right by Schrader, almost like he's expecting him to be as fast as Malik Cunningham, which he is not. Uh, and also, I thought DJ got held in that instance, but it's a tough call because he overpursued. And the next thing you know, it's just well, trade holds. It worked yeah. out exactly. You know, that is a trade that is fair <laughs> at this point. Uh, but it's, uh, I mean, I think it was a, it was a lot of things, Gene. Um, but the funny part about it to me is they found trouble out of nowhere because of the way they started. You expected things to stay consistent, uh, but Syracuse opened things up. Uh, Syracuse rather opened things up with the quarterback running game. It wasn't Sean Tucker. Sean Tucker got his yards later in the afternoon. He mm-hmm. didn't get them right away. So it was the quarterback runs and we lost contain a whole hell of a lot. Uh, Quayshawn Fuller in one instance in the second half, they called a, a bootleg, uh, a bootleg run 
on the play that we didn't have a starter out there. I don't know if that's just luck or if they saw that 30 was out there and they, and they wanted to give it a go. But there were a lot of different instances in which you had linebackers looking in the wrong places over pursuing, and it's just unfortunate. And then the other one, I thought Mark Herzlick, who was whatever today, did a really good job of breaking down the coverage bust, how it looked mm. like in the halves of the field. Now, I don't know this to be, uh, to be uh, sure 100%, but I'm going to trust a, a lifetime defender like Mark Herzlick, who was really yeah. good, to say that they were in cover four on one side, cover two on the other, and we had a corner just not do his job on the near side of the formation. Uh, the explanation there I thought was sound. If you were in the stadium, go check out the replay and, and you'll find why we blew another coverage uh, today. Uh, but the reason for a lot of the problems in the end of the first half, Gene, where it came out of nowhere was just simply eyes were in the wrong place. Yeah, that's yeah. unfortunate. Seminal GM, uh, I mean, he makes a good point here. Here's the thing that is maddening about this game, and I think this was the story of why the game was close. You brought up earlier, Tom, special teams. Yep. Yep. And this coaching staff was brought in here. This was their forte. This mm-hmm. was that they were consistently top two or three every year in special teams rankings. And it was absolutely horrific today. The only reason Syracuse was even in the game was because of poor special teams play yes. by Florida State. I, I, I guess you mean Douglas did not do well on that. He, like you said, it, for a guy who's incredibly fast and shifty, mm-hmm. it looked like he was tippy-toeing well, on those things. That's got to be coached, right, Gene? I mean, like if you're going to do it that many times, that consistently, and he's not pulled off the field, that tells me yeah. that coach to wait for something, which is just just fair catch it. The 25-yard line is actually a pretty valuable place to start from. Like, uh, the only the only time we started better than that on a kickoff was when they kicked it out of bounds. Out of bounds, yeah, yeah. You know, well, we will get to talk to Papuchas on uh, – that may be asked to him cool. on who's the special teams coach on that. And this reminded me – I remember over and over asking Willie Taggart because, remember, with him it was different because they would return it and they'd get a penalty every single time and start on their five-yard line. I kept asking him, why don't you just call a fair catch? Yep, you could do it. Oh, we're not gonna. We want the big play. Well, in the entire two years of Willie Taggart, they never had that big play, but they sure had about a couple dozen penalties on kick returns, and it's not working here either. I don't know. Especially to me, again, when you're the better team, you can see on the field, you're basically look. It, it, people can argue the point, but I think you were better on both sides of the ball than Syracuse in this game. What was going to lose you the game was special teams and turnovers. You turned yep. the ball over twice and you lost special teams. It let them stay in the game and you almost lost it because of those two aspects. Yeah. In that instance, on those, just take the fair catch. You know, if it's a short line drive or something, sure, return it. But if it's deep, just go ahead and take the fair catch. And hey, it's the godfather, Ed Lemmicks, DeLuna Coffee. By the way, yeah, oh, great sponsors. Wake up, War Man. Go check them out in Pensacola. Fantastic coffee. We've got that natural caffeine. The bamboo. The that's bamboo right. has sprouted, Tom. That's right. It, it's just a little. It's a little leaf. It's a little like <laughs> my wife loves plants, so she's like, "Look at this little." I'm like, "Yeah, that's everybody what, needs to plant bamboo in their backyard." There's a little bit of green between the the rocks. That's what we're seeing right now, but it's fine. Yeah. It's fine today. Accept it and embrace it. Nikki, thank you so much for the mm-hmm. support tonight. We're gonna get to callers in just a moment. Yes. Helicopter kicks. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Uh, yes, the wide receivers are as average as average gets. That's true. That's being generous. Yep, I agree. Marcus, you're the man. Thank you so much. Thank you, Marcus. Sticker. Everybody, we hope you're enjoying tonight. Like, again, there's yeah. a lot to criticize, and we'll get to it. We'll get to it. But I hope you're enjoying tonight for what it is, which is a win. Because we yeah, have to soak have- it in, soak it in. And look, here's the thing. And I, I people are, I know some people complain, why is Jordan Travis out there? You can't, Mackenzie Milton's obviously not as mobile as him. And guys are not getting open. I think the the poster who put that up there about that, when you have receivers, I mean, this goes back to Willie Taggart's recruiting and Jimbo Fisher's recruiting. They did not. We just, Florida State doesn't have elite wide receivers. They're not getting the separation 
if guys aren't getting open, what's the point in having a pocket passer to throw the football? I mean, that's why you notice a lot of the passing plays were short, little dump-off, quick things. You don't have the pass protection. You don't have guys getting open at the second level. That was, But I'll give Helton some credit, who's really struggled the last few weeks since his yep. drop against Jacksonville State. That was a nice little skinny post in the end zone for that touchdown. Yep. So that was a nice catch there, and that was a big play. Yeah, that wasn't the easiest catch to make either. Like, it's a pretty good ball, but there's a lot of velocity, and the mm-hmm. way we catch the ball or don't catch the ball, and anytime you see something like that and <laughs> not on the ground, you're, you're just kind of celebrating. Uh, first up, you know who's first up. I mean, if you paid attention for mm, any time. Who could this be? Live. He's here in the bell right now. It took a second, but in Virginia Beach, there he is. It's Gator Kirk. What's up, Gator Kirk? It's a winning night. Go ahead. Let's go! Woo! Let's go, buddy! Helmet stickers. We're going to see some <laughs> They're helmet coming back. They're now. coming back. Yes, sir. Hey, at least we won't be over, so. Nope. Yeah. So, no, sir. Who, who, uh, here's, my, here's my question, though. Who do you think breaks the rock tonight? Do you think it's Trey Trav, or do you think it's Fitz? And go no. Oh, that's a good question. Thank you, Gator Kirkman. And, and people who are first time on our show, he is, he know he's got Gator's name and he bleeds garnet gold all the way. He's a huge Seminole. I don't know. Let's go to the stat thing. Is there anybody on defense, Tom? Uh, I could tell you who stood out to me in this game. Okay, uh, you tell me. Jamie Robinson. I thought him in tackles. Peter Thomas played a heck of a game. Also, Thomas. He was willing to call out teammates when they weren't efforting the way they should i mean I, I just i'd love to reward somebody who does things the right way as i'll pull up the defensive stat it's hard to give it to a defensive player when you give 30 points to syracuse that's correct that's just correct. just saying i would not mind fitzgerald i mean how often a florida state have a game-winning kick i mean we, about once a decade it happens but yep. it happens a hundred times it seems the other way around so I, yeah i like giving it to fitzgerald yeah i agree yeah, and, and you mentioned, because you said defense, I brought that name up, but you're right. I mean, it, I think also you could give it to Jordan because he invented a way to Oh, win. yeah, 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 he did. He played, look, but if not for that fourth quarter interception, right? Uh, I might have, I might be on that, but man, you well, can't make that throw in that's that situation also, when you're up in a game. That's also on Cam. That's also, I mean, okay. that, that's a simple block in that stack. Uh, he's He doesn't get a hand. It looks like um, the effort last week, Gene, on the trick play, the fourth down trick play, where it's an ole from um, right, George was, uh, is George Wilson, and he's just looking at the sidelines instead of getting. I mean, Cam, and and actually the TV camera caught it with. Uh, I know you're at the game, Gene, but the TV camera caught it, and uh, George says, "Come on, Cam." Okay, in slow motion. Uh, but I, it, I was listening to Deckerhoff and Floyd on that one. I did not get to see that one in person. Yeah. So, okay. You got to experience that uh, that Gain Street and uh, Parkway traffic <laughs> on a game day. Well, the Capitol was shut down for some reason. You tried to get there. I don't know what was going on oh, there. Really? That was completely – you could not get to Monroe. Maybe, maybe it's because they knew we won. I don't know. But don't know. Uh, People are going to be celebrating. They're going to be burning couches here's on Appalachia a, Parkway. An interesting name. We go to Louisiana, and the name of the caller is Sack. All right, Sack, <laughs> bring it. What you got? How y'all doing, man? Doing hey, well. Zach. Hey, Is man. It- uh, yeah, I'm just uh calling to mainly congratulate the win. Uh, I have been uh, a subscriber to War Chant for I don't know three to four years now, and uh, thank you, man. The thing is, is I know people dog drop uh, Jordan Travis, but uh. He come through in the clutch here. I don't he know did. if Kenzie Milton takes plays that he does. But the simple fact of uh you got a simple plays to uh McDonald, uh he come in through the clutch and then also the mobility of Jordan Travis and him actually 
believe it or not, staying healthy throughout the entire game made a huge difference on the game. Uh, I want to appreciate y'all for everything that y'all do, and I enjoy listening to the show every week, uh, win or lose. Uh, but bottom line is, I appreciate everything, and uh, yep, yep. I hope y'all continue with the good content, and uh, just know that y'all have my full support, and the coaching staff does as well. I know uh, uh, Adam Fuller held everything between uh, below thirty-five points, so uh, that's <laughs> our goals are really uh, high there, aren't they? Well, we certainly appreciate the support. Thank you Zach. so much, Zach. And we appreciate your subscription to Warchant.com. And those people, they allow us to do what we do and provide this great coverage. So please, if you haven't, go check us out. Whether you want to subscribe is great. Or you just want to subscribe to YouTube, Tom. And how would they do that if they just want oh, to be a YouTube subscriber? Let me tell you. Right underneath this video on YouTube, there are a couple of buttons that you can hit. And it yes. can change everything about your life. You hit the like <laughs> button, it's a thumbs up. You just hit that right there. That allows more Knowles who are looking for post-game content after a win to find us. We appreciate you if you do that. We call it a like spike on the Jeff Cameron Show. Let's spike the likes. Like spike. I like it. Next to it, there's a subscribe button. You hit that subscribe button. Every time we go live, you'll hear about us. If you hit the bell right next to the mm -hmm. subscribe button. So one, two, and three. Every time you do that, more Knowles who are looking for content, they find us. So please do so. And do so after a win. This and is free. This is free. We're not asking. We're not asking for money. That you want to. You want to pay us some money for the inside stuff on War Chant. Absolutely, yep. you can do that. But man, this is free, and we've got so much original content. You got Wake Up War Chant live. You got the Seminole Smash with Iron Corey, and you have. I think there's a show every single day. Hmm, what is that? It's the Jeff Cameron Show, <laughs> where Tom Lang is also there every single day. That's you right. get that a home games happy hour with Corey and Jeff. I mean, and pregame shows on home games, and of course. This little thing we got going on right now, the post game call well, show. So there'll be more. Man, go ahead and some sign up to. Uh, it helps us out, man. You guys get free FSU content all the time. Good stuff. We appreciate everybody who has done so, and everybody who's going to say, "Yeah, and you know what? I'll do that tonight. I'll give these guys a shot." Please do, Joshua. We thank you for thank you, time. Joshua. Cheers, buddy. Yeah. yeah, that was nice to see the starting five out there. Obviously, finally, you know, if you go by the way the season started, you flipped your tackles from left to right. Uh, but Robert Scott is not 100%. He's playing nope. through serious pain, you can tell, because he's not that bad at the position. And a lot of blow by better than the other guy who replaced him. That's correct. They're getting pressure with three dudes, and, and that was the hard part. But Maurice Smith finally comes into this game. Bavion started at center, but then Maurice Smith comes into the game. And I got to tell you, Gene, I'm going to say it now because the game's over, but the snaps weren't awful. Okay. No. That's not I think I saw one low snap. Yep. That was about yep. it. Yeah, it was on a uh, on a run play up the middle, and it uh, got blown up. But that's okay. Other than that, nothing too crazy. So, yeah, I think that made a difference, Joshua. And, again, we appreciate your support. Next up on the Warchant.com postgame show is Gene in Ocala. Hey, Gene, you're talking Great to Gene. Hey, what's going on? We're talking hey, to you. Hey, Gene. What's going on? Hey, just uh, just want to enjoy this man. Go nose. Thanks, Warchant, for hanging on in here. Thank you all for having old – Oh, rally in point one and four. Um, I just I want to know uh, why can't we just run the ball or design design some schemes to just run the ball and be perfect, just perfect that. It just seems every time we start to run the ball for, you know, six or seven yards, somebody had to prove, well, you know, I can still pass the ball. Come on, coach. Every week we go through this. Every week. Your offensive line gets into a groove running the ball. 
Yes. Yeah. Thank you for taking the phone call. Absolutely, I really, Gene. really do appreciate it. Yeah, you bet, Thank man. Thank you, Gene. And I think Gene's right. I mean, the strength of the team's running the football. I mean, there's absolutely no doubt about that. But I will say in this game, okay, you had uh, 37 rushing attempts in this game. Um, 22, if I'm right, pass attempts. I'm not. Yeah. No, I'm sorry, 32. So they did. They pretty balanced on there. But I will say a lot of those pass attempts were effectively runs. They were short little dump offs. Mm-hmm. They were runs. What they're trying to do is spread the defense out a little bit, go side to side, and then you gash them in the middle with Corbin and uh, and Ward a little bit in there too. So, you know, I get your point. They have, That's their identity to run the football, but I thought they actually did a better job of that than they have in the past running the football. But maybe, I don't know, Tom, a little bit more maybe run heavy, or do you think those little short dump-off pass effectively is a way to extend the running game? Well, yeah, I think it's RPO. So it's up to the yeah. quarterback in a lot of those situations to make the decision. And that's mm-hmm. where that's where it comes down to partially the scheme, but then partially it's up to Jordan Travis or Mackenzie Milton to make the call in that situation. If you look at this game and the way they play the 3-3-5, Sometimes Syracuse would vacate one of those second-level defenders out there, and you're looking at like a five-man box where I was hoping we'd run the ball a little bit more at it. Uh, I know that Ira made a comment about it. If you see the number next to Treshawn Ward's name in the rushing category there, look at the attempts. Two. Ooh. That's a tough one to swallow. I, I think that yeah, that's a good point. So Gene makes a good point there. I mean, Corbin getting 14. I'd like to see Corbin about 14, about yeah. Treshawn about eight or nine. Yep. And that'd be okay with that, but you're right. That is a little low for our boy Treshawn, especially when he has 65 rushing yards on two attempts. That's a little. Yep. Ugh, that reminds me of that. You see the Eagles last week who had uh, waited to the second quarter to finally run Sanders and. Yep. Yeah. So he has like a 50 yard run. Like, okay, let's not th- let's not yep. have our lead running back touch the ball the entire quarter and a half. Yeah, the Monday night game. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and that's the. That's the thing, you know, Jordan bails you out of a lot of bad plays too in this game, in this particular game. I don't I don't know that's always going to work. Remember, Syracuse is Syracuse and and But they're a good defensive team, Tom. I I think they they are to a degree. I and I think th- they're th- solid. They're not great, but they're solid. For our level, absolutely. But the well, good well, that's what we're speaking about. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But the uh, you know, the throws, the, some of those calls, they had no chance and Jordan just makes a play out of nothing. So that's why he's out there though. That's why you put him out there instead of Mackenzie Milton to be able to make those plays. Uh, next up, we go to Pensacola. That's actually where my wife is tonight. Out of Pensacola, we talk to Todd. Todd, what's going on tonight? Todd, you there? Yes, sir. Yeah, Can go ahead. Todd, are you partying up in the Seville Quarter? Oh, my goodness. No, I wish I was. However, I am. Oh. It, 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 I am so grateful that I am talking to Tom Lang and and, and the dot com at this point in time because guy on the left. Thank you. <laughs> hey Todd, what? go Knowles, baby. You good, yeah. Todd? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. So, so I want to say first and foremost, uh. This off season was, uh, let's just say, I needed you guys, and you were there for me. I subscribed a couple of years ago, new to the YouTube channel. So I want to say, Gene, thank you so much for uh, putting this information out. Uh, uh, born and raised in Tallahassee, but my point in it relocated to Pensacola, but. My point is this, or question, I guess. Uh, 
did the defense do as good as it needed to do to make us feel comfortable about the coordinator? All right. Gene? Thank you, Todd, so much, man. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you're having a great time in Pensacola. I can't wait to get back out there. Love me sell some Seville Quarters, McGuire's. It's, it's a beautiful town. Um, uh, no, I would say no, because this is not a good offensive team. You gave up 30 points to a bad offensive team. To me, that's a problem, which is, which is a shame because you look at the third down stats, you look at some of those stops. I mean, it look it, at times they look dominating, but at the end of the day, they put up 30 points on you there's no way that's this Syracuse team should be able to put 30 points up there there are some issues on defense Tom mentioned eye discipline guys guys not maybe going all out when they should whatever the case is there's some things happening that just are unacceptable second year midway into the second year uh, being a coordinator so to me it's he's still very much on the hot seat um, and I and I'm not, I don't want to do that. I don't. I, I really like Mike. Uh, I mean, I like Adam Fuller. He's a great guy. He seems to know his stuff. We talk to him every week. He's you know, when you watch him, he seems to do a good job out there coaching. But man, some of the stuff you see during the games, it's it's very frustrating. So I would say it's still TBA at that point with the defense coordinator. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's it's up in the air. And the way this game started, I thought, oh man, he's going to mm-hmm. have. Hey, nobody's going to be talking about that at all at the end of this game. What time? What do you think this would be like a twenty to seven game that yeah. was going to end up being the final? I was like the first quarter. I'm like, oh, this is going to be. They're going to win. It's going to be a low scoring game. Be twenty to seven. Everybody will be happy. I wasn't convinced of this, Gene. But but when we scored our first touchdown to go up nine to nothing, missed the extra point. But uh, we go up nine to nothing. I feel like man, we've got like an eighty to ninety percent chance to win this game. We might be done. This points. is this may be enough points. Right. And then the next thing you know, it just when you feel safe, the defense naps for about a half yeah. quarter. It's tough because they, they made a lot of plays, but then they inexplicably I mean, had a lot of blunders. I mean, unbelievable. Todd's got some fans. Oh, yeah, I think so. I, Todd's got some empty, too. I think Todd's got some empty. Todd, call back, buddy. We want to hear you next week. Please call so, back in. Here we go. And absolutely, thank you for the support, man. I, I can't mm-hmm. wait to get on your level a little bit later. But uh, this is all we're, we're working on. I hate this, this, uh, you know, the Goose Island Bourbon County is some pretty high ABV. I'm going to be w- right there with you, Todd, in about an hour. Yeah, there you go. Well, and also, Gene, you're in the Champions Club, right? So, you know, that, that's what good. Well, I was being, I was behaving myself. I was just going the ultra route. I couldn't go too bad. There you go. And uh, I was doing the Corey thing. There you go. Take a look at the bottom there. There's chaos going on this evening. Oh, look at that. Stanford. Man, with a- the one shot the Pac 12 had to be in the playoffs. That is crazy. Unbelievable. How about Georgia today? Holy schmoles. Oh, is Saban quaking a little bit there? Is he a little worried about Kirby? He better be. Yeah, that defense was unbelievable. Quite the statement, Gene. Within the first five minutes of football, you knew there was no chance. No. Like sometimes, is- sometimes you look at the first 15 plays, you're like, ah, well, they scripted those. We'll see what happens next. Nah, man. Within that like- is legit. I haven't seen a defense like that in college for a while. That is something. That's Absolutely. impressive. We go back up to New York. We're talking to Josh. Josh has been a caller on this show many a time. Yeah. Welcome in, Josh. You are talking to Gene and me on the postgame show after a win. What's going on? Uh, excitement from top to bottom, relief from left to right, and just a whole lot of belief. One thing I do want to talk about, though, is um, I know the receivers get talked about in such a bad way, but we had about three deep routes that were open that we did not hit for various reasons. A lot of it had to do with the pressure. 
But, like, we have guys running free, and, you know, we just couldn't complete the pass. So I know the receivers get talked about. And then also just how they're playing the defense. Second thing is, I mean, I love DJ, but if it's not running straight at the kid, he has no chance. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not – it's not Florida State of 2013. I get it. But, like, I, I don't know. That, that's the only question I really have for, like, a- Adam Fuller. Is like, what are we going to do with, with DJ? Because constantly if you have a quarterback and even, like, run faster than a, a linebacker, he's not going to make the play. But I'm overall happy. The kids are like they believe in Mike Norvell, which is also a good thing. This is way more belief than what I saw with Willie and at the end of Jim, Jimbo. So, you know, it's just a whole lot of fun. And I'm excited about next week. All right, thanks, Josh. Well, well, thank you, Josh. Yeah, Gene, you want to take the positive side of that or, or some of the criticism? Well, I'll talk about some. I mean, it's interesting on the wide receiver, and I did see a couple of those plays he's talking about. I think there's a first half, there was a post route in the end zone. Yep. And I, I think it was Parchment might have been back there, and it, it wasn't even close. I mean, it was just, it was awful. But here's the thing when you don't have, uh, generally, you don't have good pass protection. And look, Jordan Travis, incredibly athletic, but he's going to be very inconsistent throwing the football. It is what it is. You take the good with the bad. That's the bad part. And that was a play he could have made. It wasn't even close. Um, But we have receivers generally do not get separation. When they do one or two times a game, you like to see them take advantage of it. They didn't do that in this instance. Um, But, you know, I don't even know McKenzie can throw the ball that down. I hope we're not. I haven't seen the good thing is I haven't seen too many people said McKenzie should have been out there today. Look, I don't think you score 30 points, 33 points if McKenzie's your starting quarterback in this game. Yeah. Uh, Oh, totally agree, Gene. Uh, Because of the way. Look at how much offense was generated off of broken plays. Yeah, he ended up with 113 rushing yards in the game. Yeah, nothing else. Well, I think your run pass splits would have been much different too if McKenzie started the game. Well, people, yeah, that's the thing. I don't think a lot of people realize that you go back to the Notre Dame game and Corbin's long run against Notre Dame, which got forward state into the game that made it close. That does not happen if Jordan Travis isn't your quarterback because he changes the way teams defend you because they have to always respect that quarterback run. And occasionally someone's going to bite to cover the quarterback, especially in an RPO or a zone read or whatever. And boom, that's going to open up a gap for a running back or somebody to, to bust open on a play. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Nick, the answer is yes, we did. I don't know if you're watching the game on tape delay, but we can win tonight. We already did. Uh, Marcus. Uh, he's, he's, uh, now these kids know what winning feels like, and hopefully they get addicted. Wow. Agreed, agreed, Marcus. Here's the thing, man: is they found they invented ways like Da Vinci or Edison or any great inventor. They were finding ways to lose this football game. Like yeah, nothing. They were they, trying. They created things out of nothing to lose this game, and yet they still found a way. So that they can rest easy on on a win for a day or two but then you got to get ready to go on the road and, and go see North Carolina uh you could be addicted to it all you want but there are going to be some games that we just frankly can't win i don't how think about our, how about our boy Todd there hey Todd all right 50 bucks thank you Todd all right we thank sorry you. I didn't mean to cut you off there but Todd no. got me excited there with that tip no you're you're okay Gene i saw i saw Nick's answer to uh, the question and that's i'm not going to post that one but good for you Nick <laughs> It's all fair, I guess, tonight after a win. Uh, Gene, we also have uh, Norvell's press conference. So, would you like to go to another caller, or you want to wait? Uh, Let's take one more caller, and then we'll go. We'll we'll go on with old Mikey. See what he's got to say. Antonio, it is to Atlanta. We go, Antonio. Welcome to the WarChance.com post game show. Go ahead. Hey, how you guys doing, man? Great win today. Yeah, it was. Damn. You know it, Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just want to talk about uh, the back end of our defense. Um, 
as far as the secondary uh, on the go ahead touchdown. I think it was a, I don't know if it was a tie, but uh, where they sent 14 in motion and he ran across the felt like a, like a crossing route, the communication, uh, that guy, he should have picked up number 14. Um, and I did, that has been a real big issue on our back end for, I say for a couple of years now. So it seemed like it, they just struggle on the back end, you know, oh. uh, what you guys think about that? And oh. Tony, that's a great observation was that I was like, cause I had to go to the game, uh, with the family. I said, I had to go. I had a great time. I got to go parents weekend to the game with my daughter and my wife. And I was on the way back and William Floyd was going on and on about that. Those crossing routes, like, where's the safety? What's going on here? Why do they keep running that route? And it's not covering. And Tom, you are X's and O's guys. And you watch, by the way, if you want a great feature, Tom does and usually later in the week, it's the, uh, what's it, what's it called? Third it's and Lang. Third and Lang. That's Irish Chappelle's uh, brainchild. I third think. and Lang. So check that feature out. Well, Tom gives you a little X's and O's breakdown on some of that stuff, but Hey, this is one, maybe you need, maybe that can be a subject for the third and Lang. those deep crossing routes, Tom, that what is going on in the back level? Antonio brings up a great point that that is a major issue on the back end. Well, and just for the sake of transparency, like I'm a football loving nerd, man. Like I, I played pickup. That's the most I played, but I just, I, I love to study it. I'm a geek for it. It's so much fun to do, but I, but I think in this particular game, the analyst gave you the answers that you needed. Mark Herzlick, he was talking yeah. about how they were running a combo coverage. One half of the field, they were in one thing, the back half of the field where the play was completed and running for a touchdown. They were in a position where our corner at the bottom of the screen believe it was number seven in your programs, but I don't want to, you know, should have come off his receiver and picked up the crosser. It, it, there's a handoff. It's almost like a, an offensive lineman handing off in a zone, right? It's like, you know, that's your guy, it's my guy. And the handoff didn't happen. The funny thing was in live speed, I saw that Kevin Knowles was jumping up and down and doing this number, and I thought, did the freshman blow it? Is he mad at himself? Who's he mad at? But then Herslick came back right after the, uh, the touchdown and the TV commercial and explained it beautifully. That that seems right to me. The hard part about breaking down defensive X's and O's is it's much harder to see what the rules are and the principles are. On offense, you kind of know. You can kind of see this is where the route was going. Did the guy miss the throw or what? But on defense, it's hard to know your principles. So I yield to the lifer, the dude who actually mm-hmm. played the game in that particular situation. Uh, since that was a quick call, we'll go one more. We'll uh, keep it in the southeast. Jared in Anderson, South Carolina. Jared, welcome to the Warchant.com postgame show. Yo, what's going on, Gene? Hey, Jared. <laughs> what's up? What's up? I just want to say great win. I'm excited. I know it was just Syracuse. Not just Syracuse. They're a good team, too. But it's just it's just good to have a win, first win of the season. You know, getting a little frustrated with <clears throat> a few things in the game, too. Uh, I just want to know why we were – I know that the screen, the screens that we were running, um, they're kind of a, an extension of our running game. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the one time that we actually did, you know, fake the screen and throw the post, we actually scored. Yep. So yeah. I just want to know why. Yeah, I just want to know why they just, they, they, they didn't fake it more. Because the, when the guy ran up and picked it, like that would have been the perfect time to fake it and throw it to McDonald's. Yep. Well, we earlier had Tom for OC. I say Jared for OC. Yeah, there that's, you go. That's a great play. Uh, yeah, I love, you're absolutely right, Jared, man. When, you, when you've when you got a team and they're, they're – look, Florida State did so much. That was effective. That D.C. is like, man, we got to bring those guys up to stop that play because they're killing us on that. And that opened that play up. You're right on that, that touchdown. I would have liked to have seen a couple shots down there. But, again, we talked before about – 
that's not really Jordan Travis's strength. You worry a little bit about a guy busting through, maybe creating a sack and a big play. So they played a little bit conservative on that. I understand the reasoning yeah. why, because again, early on, probably their mentality is this defense is playing great. There's stuff in this team. Yeah. We don't need to do that much to beat Syracuse. Well, obviously the game script changed. Syracuse scored some a lot of point, a lot more points than people expected based on the early performance. Yeah, I think the way that they they uh, devised this game up, and we thank Gordon for uh, Gordon. Thank you, buddy. Uh, Thirty-three. That's been a popular number tonight. I wonder mm. why. I wonder why. Mm. Uh, but you know, I think the way they call this game early on, Gene, is they were thinking that twenty-one, twenty-four points is enough to get yeah. the done. And and that looked like the pregame plan, like not even after a couple of drives. I mean, at nine nothing, like you said, did you have? Did you think there was any way there was going to be 63 points scored in this game? No, no, no chance. No freaking way. That's why sometimes not live wagering is the right thing to do because you mm-hmm. can wear it if you hammered the under live there. Uh, Gene, you ready to go to uh, Coach Norvell? I can pull yeah, him. let's see what Mike has to say. All right, so I'm going to pull him up. Coach Norvell spoke as he does. You can find all this stuff right here on the War Chant TV uh, account every press conference so we'll have a lot of players and all the other thing after the game as well all right let me make sure i can unmute it i gotta make sure i unmute it here we go here's mike norvell's thoughts from tonight's win over syracuse and we knew this was going to come down to one play we didn't know which one play was going to be the difference uh, but we just had to continue to fight continue to improve continue to believe and uh, you saw that throughout the course of the game whether we were up whether we whether we you know had good play bad play you know the, the confidence that of what was coming was uh, was continued to be shown by our players, and uh, you know, really, really pleased with uh, the leadership and the, the way that those guys uh, just approached you know all aspects. I mean, from defense, I have to go out there late to get a stop, uh, to have a two minute two minute drill uh, to put ourselves in position, and then for, for Ryan to go uh, you know, you know, finish that kick uh, to put us you know one score ahead as, as time expired. Um, you know, it was a, it was a great day for our guys, and uh, it's wonderful seeing smiling in that locker room. Uh, a lot of things we had to clean up. I mean, that was that was pretty obvious, but uh, you know, just so pleased about the work and the continued belief um, in, in in what it takes. And these guys are, are preparing hard throughout the course of the week. And, uh, I thought we did a better job of, of being more consistent, but still some, some mistakes that showed up that uh, we're going to have to continue to build upon. And, our players know that. I mean, they've got they got a great mindset, and uh, I really appreciate uh, just the work that they're putting in. But uh, I thought we got better today, and uh, and have to carry that over as as, as we uh, jump into tomorrow. But uh, we're going to this one tonight. It fills me with joy to know that I'm making a quality product for people to try when they know that you're. Hi, Mike. A, a lot of the talk during the last couple of weeks has been about confidence, about maybe sometimes guys pressing a little bit. I guess to, to come through with the win, what do you think that could do for just building confidence, belief moving forward? You know, they they finished, and uh, we've seen we've seen response. We've seen hard uh, you know you know hard play and effort there. Uh, you know, even even when adversity showed up, um, but we hadn't finished yet. And uh, that was the thing that I was really, really pleased with is that uh, it took all phases to have to win it there at the end. And we got to see those guys continue to believe, continue to push. Uh, I think it's going to be a great boost for us. Uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, the, the things that we've experienced over the last year and a half, I mean, it, it takes every day. It takes that continued investment. It takes the, the continued growth. Uh, there's, there's, there's challenges that are going to show up in, in each, each situation. 
but as long as we're putting ourselves in the best position to go out there and, and, and play to, to our capability, uh, an absolute limit in what this team can accomplish. And we needed to get a win. And, you know, it was a wonderful feeling to step in that locker room and seeing those smiles, and seeing the, uh, just, just the joy of, of the investment that went into this week, but also all the weeks prior. Because um, these guys, they, they've not stopped working. And, you know, I'm not going to let them stop working. And we're going to continue to push. We're going to get better with each day that we get. Uh, last week, Jordan wasn't available, and it seemed like maybe earlier this week there was questions about whether he'd be available for him to not only start and play this game, but finish it and have those two big runs late. How good do you think this is for him? Uh, I mean, it's, it's huge for him, and uh, you know, it's been a it's been a tough start to, to the season for Jordan, and you know, uh, just a lot of uh, a lot of factors that go into it. And he's such a great young man. Um, you know, he, he was. You know, Wednesday was a, was a was a big day, and uh, you know to see him, you know, not necessarily feeling great, but to go out there and the way that he practiced, and we talked about it after practice that day, to see him go out there and push and to to, to really put himself in a position uh, to play, and you know, I mean, did really well. Uh, you know, Thursday, you know, Thursday we we made decision that uh, that, you know, that we were going with Jordan, and uh, it was his game to go to go play and his game to go win, and he did that. And, you know, like you said, start to finish. There was a couple times he got hit. Um, you know, it, there was some, you know, Syracuse's defense, and they, they've done a nice job throughout this season of, you know, really uh, creating havoc. And you know, there were some times that we saw that. But uh, Jordan just continued to play uh, that last drive. I mean, some of those runs, it's, it, was, it was incredible. And, you know, it was fun to be able to celebrate with him there after, after that game and see his teammates just embrace that. Um, it, was, it was really special. Mike, you said a second ago that you guys just really needed to get a win. What were the emotions for you personally watching the kick go through the uprights? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy for our players. You know, I know the uh, I know the work that goes into it. Um, you know, I know how much this program means to them, and it's 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 a challenge. You know, you start off a season, you know, before, you know the, some of the, the ways that we've lost games. It's you know just. Our kids feel that, and uh, you know to, to see that them be able to finish this game the way that it was finished is uh, was huge, and I'm so proud. Uh, I'm proud for them. That's that's all I can ever hope for is that those guys, uh, that, that as they continue to work, as they continue to grow, as they continue to develop, that they put themselves in in a position uh, to be able to finish like they did. And uh, like I said, there's a, there's a lot of things that. Um, that you can point to that we have to correct and that we're going to correct, but uh, it was it was a big big day for our team just because we needed to, we needed that feeling and uh, we needed to to have that success in a, in a in a critical moment a critical time where we finished. Mike, did he say anything to Ryan before he went out to, to make that kick? Did you have to say anything to him, or, or what did you say to him? I guess after the after the kick. Yeah, I didn't say anything before uh, when they when they uh, uh, called the timeout. I just went up to him and, and, and trust what you do. And uh, that's all I said. And he goes, I got this. I believed him. So it was good that he, uh, that he did that. And it was uh, really good. You know, we put our guys in those situations uh, you know, throughout throughout camp. I mean, we, you know, uh, majority of the practices that we, that we, uh, that we have, we finish up with a game winning kick. And, you know, Brian was ready for the moment. Really proud of him and, and the entire and the entire group for um, you know, the protection he got and the snap hold kick. I mean, it was you know, it was a great job by them. Just 
So happy for him to have that moment. Maybe not a, not a perfect game on defense, Mike, but situationally, you guys step up on third down and fourth downs. I guess what was there a defining difference or something that was consistently different? Maybe maybe previous week against Louisville in that area. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think that we played on third down. You know, like we finished the game a week ago on third down. You know, guys were very locked into the you know, situational awareness is one of our keys for today. You know, every you know every play matters. Um, but, We've got to understand the situations that we're in. Make sure we have great communication. I thought, uh, you know, Coach Fuller had a really good plan for um, for you know, how we were going to attack in those situations. You know, change, changing up some looks. Um, you, know, you look at that, you know, that their offense. I mean, that running back is extremely talented. Uh, the quarterback, you know, we knew he was a big kid that could run. You know, force some missed tackles, and we got to do a better job of tackling on some of the explosive runs. Um, but uh, you know, you got to give credit. I mean, that's a team that's done a nice job running the football. But you know the things that we can definitely um, you know get corrected that uh, you know will put us in a better position. But I, I thought our guys did a nice job in that situational ball. Very exciting announcement today. I don't care about that very exciting announcement today. So oh, after those mid rolls. Uh, Kudos to the person in the uh, interview room who has the LG text sounder from 2000. Oh, my gosh. Ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. Yeah, Dude, that. Yeah. freaking put your phone on airplane mode. Oh, you got to be better in situations there, whoever that yes. is. Uh, yeah, shame on you. So there it is, Gene. We shouldn't say that. It might be a war chance staffer, but I doubt it. We're trained better than that, right, Tom? I think so. I think we, we don't are. do that nonsense. That's why we have staff meetings for those things. <laughs> we have situational Tuesday. We got third down Wednesday. We go through all that stuff. So. That was the first uh, successful, uh, I should say, post-victory press conference of the of the season. All right. it's I'm going to try again. There we go. There we go. There I am at the game. I got it to work. Look at me. There you go. Figuring my stuff out. Having a great time with the wife and daughter here at the game. And that was so much fun. So it was Free really pub. cool. Nice job, Gene. It's free pub for the Champions Club. I wonder if they'll yes, get four yes. can't season tickets at some point. They should. You think uh, they should on that, right? I love those seats too, Gene, because you know on the on the monitor behind there on the old Jimbotron, uh, you could see the the normal play by play, but you get to see who's winning in the trenches. You know when when you're sitting in the end zone. I like that view. It is a pretty cool way, good way to watch the game in the end zone view. Yeah, it lets you know uh, you know about our deficiencies in that particular area over the over the last few years. But there's going to be a day we're sitting at the Champions Club. You're going to see our hog Molly's whooping some butt, and uh, we are joined now from. The aforementioned uh, Doe Campbell Stadium, high above Bobby Bowden Field, is our five-star associate. He is Mr. Ira Chauffel. Ira, welcome into the post-game show. Uh, any initial thoughts after covering a win, a winning football? Yeah, what? Game? Where's the champagne? I thought we were going to have champagne in the post-game. Ira, before, well, as soon as we launched, Jeff joined in and popped the champagne. Oh, okay, I missed it. Oh yeah, he did no. do that. Yeah, we are. I, I broke open the 2018. Goose Island, Bourbon County. So, I mean, that's this for a special occasion. Nice, nice. Uh, man, was, you know, look, there were a lot of there. There's a lot of things for us to talk about over the next seven days. Uh, a lot of problems, a lot of deficiencies, a lot of just Florida State football type of plays in 2021. Uh, but they got the win. It was cool for them to get to celebrate. Uh, it was cool for you know just for them to have something good happen. And uh, but after the game, the defensive guys particularly, uh, Jordan Travis was really happy really excited about the win. The defensive guys were pretty mad about their performance. In mm -hmm. fact, I think Keir Thomas said he's still, I think he said he's pissed off, I think, after uh, giving up 30 <laughs> points again. So um, they they clearly know they have a lot of things to work on. But, hey, man, when you're 0-4, getting a win is huge. And, Ira, we got to catch a little bit of Mike Norvell 
after the game. What was what was the reasoning behind again? They've gone back and forth with Jordan and McKenzie. What what was his explanation there? And I guess it worked out. I mean, they scored thirty three points against at least a, a decent defense. So that's something to said there for the offense. We didn't go too far into it, except you know he talked about it Wednesday when Jordan practiced. That was a big day for Jordan. Just you know, I think mentally more than anything. You know, he was banged up last week. He wasn't available. He had a knee brace on. He, I think his shoulder was still bothering him. On Tuesday when we were out there, he still really didn't do much of anything. Then Wednesday, he ran the full practice. I mean, he was the guy at Wednesday's practice and uh, ran well, threw pretty well. And uh, I guess on Thursday, they decided to go ahead and give him the start. I think it's mostly because of Syracuse's defense, what they do. Mm-hmm. They bring yeah. so much pressure uh, from different play. I mean, from different places. One week after McKenzie Milton got sacked six times uh, on some plays where he really shouldn't have been sacked. Well, but, the turf monster got him twice. Right. But his awareness didn't seem to be all yeah. that great. So I think they wanted to go with somebody who could maybe turn some of those into big plays. And that's what Jordan did. The offense certainly was not efficient, but he did create some big plays with his legs and, uh, you know, ended up being big. But I think it, you know, I think that the biggest thing Mike Norvell talked about, Jordan Travis, and Jordan talked about it as well. Actually, the teammates did is all the things he's dealt with this season, not just the injuries, but all the outside noise. Several people made that comment in the postgame about all Jordan Jordan Travis has had to deal with in terms of people being down on him, and he hears it. And he's kind of had to overcome that as well as the physical ailments. So they feel like this is a big step forward for him uh, this week, just being able to get out there, finish a game, play through some contact, and uh, help him get the win. Uh, Ira, I want to ask you two uh, pivotal points in the game. Florida State goes up 30-20, to 20, so they're up 10 points late. How sure were you that Florida State was going to close out the win in that moment? And then when it's 30-30, to 30, how sure were you that Florida State was going to find a way when they punted, to yeah. the game? Yeah, when they punted, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just – you know, it's, it's such a weird game to, to evaluate the defense because I really felt like the defense played well for, for big chunks of the game, especially early on. They got some three and outs. They had the goal line stand. They had another fourth down stop. I mean, there were some really nice moments for the defense, especially uh, against the run. But it seemed like anytime anything bad happened, and when it was 30 to 20, they gave up a kick return, I think, out to the 39 or 40. And it seemed, I think that was the drive. And it just seemed like once Syracuse got something good to happen, the defense would kind of fall apart. They give up a, you know, 20 something yard touchdown on, on third and 10. Um, And just, you know, really some just, Big lapses. I mean, it's what we've seen out of this defense all season in terms of just blown coverages at inopportune times. But then for long stretches, I thought they played pretty well. So yeah. I mean, it's, it's just a hard game to evaluate. It wasn't like they were terrible from start to finish. There were some good moments, but there were also some awful moments. Uh, when it was 30 to 30, man, yeah, especially when, when, Florida, State got, when Florida State got the ball with, with a couple minutes left, I'm thinking, you know, they're going to go to overtime. And I did not like Florida State's chances to stop that quarterback with his running in the in the in an overtime period, uh, so it was huge that they actually got the win. Jordan picked up some big. I mean, those those runs, oh, the first one where he's huge. It looked like he's going to go out of bounds and picks up another fifteen or twenty yards. That was, uh, and that's the play of Florida State season so far. Yeah, and I for that when you talk about the defense, this is bizarre. If you look at this, you would never think a bad Syracuse offense would score thirty points. So they were two of twelve on third down and zero of three on fourth down. But they still scored 30 points. It's just nuts. I mean, that just you don't see that in the box score. I, I don't know if this was brought up in the press conference to me. It was just bizarre, the special teams. And this is something Mike Norvell prides his program on. 
And the reason Syracuse was in the game was because of bad special teams play by Florida State. Was that brought up, or what was any what your impressions of that? I don't think we talked about it. I think we're going to, one of the things we'll definitely bring up yeah. on Monday. Um, but yeah, there's no question. I mean, it's it's it hasn't been good. It has not been a strength for most of the season, and it was uh, really bad tonight. I mean, they've they've tried now three different punt returners, and I think the third one, Pokey Wilson, is the one that fumbles the punt return. Uh, they also gave up some return yards and, and had another missed field goal and missed extra point. Um, so, and then, you know, the, the Ryan Fitzgerald story is very much similar to the defense story where, you know, he hits the game winner. So you want to, yeah. you know, give him some love for that. But at the same time, you know, just still missing kicks. And, and, and it's hard for this team to overcome that when they're not very efficient, uh, really on either side of the ball. I don't know if there's something we need to ask Adam Fuller about on Monday. I'm sure it will be brought up at the whole contained thing. It's amazing in the first quarter uh, how dominant the defensive was. That defensive line looked unstoppable. We like Tom and I were talking. We think we're just gonna be like a twenty to seven was gonna be the, how this game was gonna go, and then all of a sudden the quarterback just gets outside the box yeah. and just continually runs free. Was there any discussion about what the world was going on defensively I, that quarter, their quarterback could just get outside the pocket and run free all day long? I really think on a couple of them, they just, I don't think they respected that he had some wheels. You know, I'm not saying the whole team, but there was one play, particularly I remember where, you know, DJ Lundy has got that side of the field and he's basically mirroring him. And if he would just get wide, because then force him back to the middle, but instead he let the quarterback get the edge. Uh, Quayshon Fuller, uh, at least once, you know, rushing upfield, gets too far inside and then he gets wide of him. And, then, and if you're playing man coverage, you just you're you're you're, you're effed because <laughs> all those DBs are running away from the play. Um, so it just I think it was a you know again man like and then you know th- those two plays like the quarterback yeah. the quarterback keepers that you know and I don't think they were even designed I'm not even sure some of them may have been and then the, those those drag those drag yep. routes I mean that was the whole game it forced they did well defensively in a lot of other areas. But man, they just did not pick up those receivers or tight ends or coming across the coming across on, on drag routes, and they also, uh, you know, clearly didn't uh, account for Schrader in the running game. So our, I mean, just it, it, they finally got off the Schneid. Uh, do you have the feeling this team now that because a lot of it was a look, they they played well enough to win some games until now, and they haven't done it. Now they finally got the W. It was the feeling among this. This is like the the monkeys off the back. Finally, this team can move forward. They got North Carolina coming, who's very beatable. Obviously, they beat them last year. Um, do you do you get the feeling that finally that's off the schneid that they can kind of make some progress here? You know, look, I mean, I think you got to give them credit for the improvement we've seen in some areas, even during the losses. Um, no, do they play clean football? No, do they play smart mm-hmm. football? Most of the time, not really. Um, but but you've seen some progress in certain areas, especially defensively. I thought the run defense again. For the most part, the traditional running plays, they did they did pretty well. Tucker got a couple runs uh, late in the game, but um, and I think you know you've seen. I thought there were a couple of plays where we saw some some DBs make some plays um, offensively. Uh, you know, it was good for Jordan Travis to start and finish a game. The offensive line, you pretty much had Maurice Smith came in midway through the first half and stayed and played through the rest of the game. So you had that group get a little bit of continuity. Um, so I think there are some things that have been trending in the right direction. But it was just good for them to get a win. Like you said, I mean, they've had not only are they not a good football team, but they've had some bad luck. Um, yeah. And, you know, for them to get the, the touchdown on parchment, picking up the loose ball uh, and running it in for a touchdown, you know, was a, was a huge break. But they haven't gotten those breaks. So, yeah. I mean, I, 
early in this game, they forced a fumble. It looked like it was going to be a fumble. Uh, Schrader got hit when he yeah. threw it. They, re- they ruled it an incomplete pass. But even without that, Syracuse recovered it. It would have been their seventh fumble they've forced and only recovered two. Um, this defense just, you know, even when they force fumbles, they don't recover them. They've had terrible fumble luck. So for them to get a couple of big breaks, I think was was good for them, just to give, to give them some positive feeling about themselves. Um, and yeah, I think it's going to help. Uh, but I think the most important thing I was impressed by was, again, talking to Keir Thomas uh, and Jermaine Johnson particularly, they were as mad about the way the That's defense good. played today yeah. as, as they, you know, as other people were probably about the close win or close loss against Notre Dame. So I, I think they're, you know, they, I think they've got the right mindset. They're not celebrating like this, like they beat Clemson uh, or a good Clemson team. Uh, they know they obviously they know they have a lot of work to do. <laughs> not not the 2021 version. I threw out this stat at the beginning hour. I was I was I was like going oh, the, the couple, Florida State had a couple turnovers that kept Syracuse in the game. The last three games, the turnover ratio is nine nothing against Florida State. The last three games, it's unbelievable. Some of it's luck, and some of it's like man, you got to create some turnovers on one side, not doing the other. Tom, you got anything else for Ira? I know he's got some, he's got some actually positive hacking to do tonight. Yeah. I figured I'd let him get back to doing all the, yeah. the keys. Those are happy punches. Those aren't, well, yes. there's a subtle well, difference. I don't know if you can see it, but there's a difference. The one, uh, and the one thing, I don't know if you caught this part of Norvell's press conference, but he did say that the interception was not Jordan's fault. Um, he yep. was very quick. To Cam, that was on that. Cam. Yeah. Yep. So, which yeah, I think everybody could figure it out, but, but uh, he was quick to point that out. I mean, I really think, you know, we'll see what, where things go with Jordan Travis, but th- they are very happy that he was able to fight through yep. the injuries, play this game, play a full game. He got hit a few times tonight. They feel like this is a big step forward for him. We'll see. Now, whether or not he could be an effective quarterback for four quarters is we'll have to see down the road. But but uh, from a mental and, and, and just kind of team standpoint, uh, they feel I, I really think they think this is a big day for Jordan Travis. Yep, I agree. Thank you so much, Ira. Five star show fell, and uh, th- we're gonna have a three, two, one. Will you grace us with that? Maybe sometime tomorrow, Ira. I think so. I think so. Corey's working on his column right now. Uh, Austin, I think he's Corey's probably gonna focus a lot on Jordan Travis and kind of, you know, he was pretty honest about some of the things he's gone through, and some of his teammates said some really good things about him. Corey's writing that. Austin's doing a, a story about um, Fitzgerald finally getting the game winner after obviously a tough start to the season. And then, yeah, I'll have the three, two, one coming. I know you'll have the stats, uh, and we'll have plenty more reaction. All the videos are up on the site. All the post-game interviews, people can watch those as well. So plenty of more coming after the post-game show. And, of course, the Sunday Smash should be a little bit more positive tomorrow night. So check out Ira and Jeff yeah, doing right. that one. Thank you so much, Ira. Good Thanks, work, guys. buddy. All right. Well, I think he makes a good point, Gene, about Keir Thomas. Yeah. Uh, I, I, that makes me – that is very comforting. Those guys are pissed. Yep. You won the game. Look, you beat Syracuse. You gave up 30 points. You should be pissed yep. because you're better than that. You saw what was going on on the field. This is a better – this defense should not give up 30 points. They're much better than Syracuse's offense. They should have dominated them, held them under – they should have held them under 20 points should have been the standard. Syracuse should not get more than 20 points on you. Yeah, he was the heart and soul of that defense today. He was involved. He was communicative. He called out his teammates. We've been waiting for a long time to see players call out their teammates when they step out of line. Jordan Travis did leadership in, in a some somewhat when he was mad at Cam for the mistake on the interception. But Keir Thomas wasn't having it, and and uh, even the broadcast said that he was getting into Brendan Gant's face. Uh, so good, get pissed off when we don't yes. do things right. 
You want players to lead the way. At some point, they've got to lead. The, co the coaches can only say so much. So good on you, Keir Thomas. Be pissed off this whole week, and let's go play good again. I like it. I like it. Play and, angry against North Carolina. Put Sam Howell in his place. And now it's time to head back to the phone lines. We've had somebody waiting over a half an hour. Robbie, we appreciate your patience. We're going out to Defuniac Springs. Robbie, what's going on? What's going on, guys? Hey, Robbie. Appreciate your patience, man. Go ahead. I just want to know this is our first win after I bought our retro black jersey. So I feel kind of good about that. But after with Travis Hunter being in Georgia and then blowing out Arkansas, how do you think this has a mindset on him for us just barely beating Syracuse? Well, it's better. Uh, hey, Robbie, it's a lot better than a loss. Um, I'll tell you that. And, um, you know, I think Michael Langston, who our recruiting analyst, will have a show. Now, he was getting over an illness, non-COVID, but he's getting over an illness. I think he's basically back to 100% health. He'll have a show this later this week. He can talk about that in a little bit more detail. But, man, Travis Hunter has been everything we've heard. He's 100% committed. This hasn't slowed him down. He's all in. I think I'm not too worried about it. Florida State got – I mean, things want to win. They got to win. They got some positive momentum. I think that's very good for Travis Hunter going forward. Yeah, I think if you hear something out of his mouth, he sounds like – he seems like Gene, just the way he's already communicated through, like, his IG Live and his social media. And it feels weird to be watching kids' social media stuff, but this is a really important player, so I do. And um, obviously, we're thankful too. He didn't suffer a major injury uh, last night. Yeah, that, oh, but yeah. But I don't know if you want to bring people up to on that. He was hurt, and they came back, and his coach said, "Hey, it's not serious. It's not even season ending because it looked pretty bad when he got hurt in that well, game." I disagree. It should be season ending, and that's it. You're done. Good. <laughs> yeah, just get healthy for Florida State high schools. High school, man. We need you in 2022. Yep. yep. Man, you're the guy. Imagine having him out there running routes. Whether that's Shubba, whether that's Jordan, whoever it is, man, we need him out there. Tom, listen, I never do, man. I never do. But this creepy kid, Tom, what is yeah, that? yeah, for looking at Travis Hunter's, uh, you know, social media information. Well, he talks about recruiting during those things. I'm not watching to see if he's playing Madden or something, Tom. If he's got an update regarding Florida State, like last, uh, it was two weeks ago, I think. He went live after the game, and yeah. said, I'm, I'm all, I'm a hundred percent null. Like, so stop asking me that yeah. question. I don't care that they lost to Wake again. They're 0-3. Like, I, I'm still 100% old. Those are the things I'm paying attention to. It's all right. I see it's a joke now, but that's okay. And we want Tom Team Paper, man. That's the thing. Like, uh, you know, maybe they're going to bring Travis Hunter on. That's why you want to support Team Paper. Oh, my and goodness. Name of the, name of the, oh, uh, did I just do a segue there, Tom? I think you did, Dean. <laughs> I think you did. And let me tell you about the greatness of Team Paper. You want to know what the hell it is? Well, it's a website, first of all, teampaper.com, created in the era of NILs to help you put some money in the pockets of players. And this is – they go broad, man. It's not just superstars. A team paper, yep. their statement is, you know, they understand that the five-star player, the superstar quarterback at the big-time university is going to get way more than his teammates. Let's do something for the whole team. That's why team paper was created. They know that these players sacrifice the opportunity to make money in, like, a full-time job, part-time job while they're going to school. So here's a way to get involved and help them. And they're going to be interactive with you with videos. They're going to talk about drills that they love, uh, some of the things that made them who they are, maybe a victory video after a win, you know, Ooh, like one over yeah. there. But what they do is every dollar that you contribute to teampaper.com, they've got all over 20 players now from Florida State. Every dollar you contribute, 80% of it goes right to the players, right to the players. So what you want to do right now is go to teampaper.com, 
Do it in a different tab. Leave us open. Leave the show on. Use the code WARCHANT at checkout and save $10 on the Tallahassee bundle. You don't even have to. If you want to put more money in the pockets of the players, don't use the code. But it's there if you want it. That's teampaper.com. They're supporting the players, helping them with a little bit more stability when their playing career is over. Remember, 98% of football players don't go on to the next level. So here's a way to say thank you to some of the guys who won tonight for you. That's at teampaper.com. Let's see. Let's go to Orlando. Josh is in Orlando, and he's another person who's been waiting for 30 minutes, which is how long it takes to do a replay review. Anytime the oh my gosh, replay review on that one. Josh, welcome to the show. You're on the Warchant.com post game show. What say you, sir? How you doing, guys? Hey, Josh. Good. Great win tonight. Um, my question. I actually have two questions. Um, my question is pretty much about special teams. Um, I know Ira kind of uh, went over it a little bit, but uh, I, I just don't see the fire in these guys on special yeah. teams. It's, it, it's really crazy. And, uh, I mean, I'm, I've been watching, you know, FSU since about 2008, and I just – I love how passionate our guys are. And, it, unfortunately, I don't, I don't see that in our guys, you know, going down the field uh, when, when, we, when we're on special teams. And especially because, you know, Norvell's, known for his special teams. Yeah. It's uh, very upsetting to see these guys not want, willing to try, you know, uh, uh, to get any any sort of pushback against the uh, against the team. All right. And what's your second question, then, Josh? Uh, my, my second question is about, um, <clears throat> it's about our offense. Um, pretty much uh, I, I love Jordan Travis's effort, but uh, unfortunately, we're not seeing anything downfield. Um, we, we got Andrew Parchment you know, from Kentucky, who is a great prospect. And I have yet to see really anything from uh, him as a, as a, uh, as a player. Um, I, we have a lot of downfield players that, that we couldn't connect with tonight. And it's very unfortunate, but I just don't see that, that going towards the, going for us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I, I think the place to start there obviously is with special teams and, and yeah. I can understand why, like, I don't think it's a lack of trying, but but I understand why you think it might be that way and because and you, you don't see the passion. Like, take a look, for example, at how our defensive front plays and the inspiration that they play with this season. They get downhill, they make plays, and they are thrilled to do so. And then you watch, for example, our kick returns, and you see, I'm going to wait here, I'm going to jog out the end zone, I'm going to come take a look. Oh, I'm tackled at the 17-yard line. Like, it, it's the antithesis of getting downhill and playing fast. They just don't play fast. And like the only thing we hear about our special teams is that our punter can kick with both feet. Who cares? Who cares? If you can't, if you can't block up Syracuse, if you can't block up Jacksonville State or Wake Forest, fair catch it the rest of the season. It's just crazy. Like I said before, the 25-yard line is a valuable place to start with the football. You don't have to force the issue. And it seems like we're so hell-bent on trying to return things, like we're going to set it up like it's an outside zone and we've got Chris Thompson just waiting for the hole there, and then he's going to break it. Like, it just it, it drives me nuts too, Josh. The second point, I don't know. Offensively, we're just limited. We're really yeah. limited. So, well, he, he made a point about Parchment being at what, I don't know if he called him an elite prospect. I 100% disagree. And I know we came out with our um, – uh, preseason top 40 on the players. I think I rated Parchman the lowest. He was a Kansas transfer. And I'm not, I'm not trying to dog the kid, but he was not an elite player. This is somebody you kind of settled for. You're like, we want a serviceable receiver because we're so yep. struggling at that position. Yep. Florida State is 
not very good at wide receiver. It is what it is. Guys are not getting separation. They're not getting open. That goes back to recruiting. That goes back to Taggart. That goes back to Jimbo. They had a. They did horrible recruiting yep. in Florida State. Now I do like. Uh, you know, I think McLean could be good and some of these other young guys, but they're not ready yet for whatever reason. They're just not clicking right now. So Florida State's struggling in that area. But man, your point on special teams is absolutely true because Mike Norvell came in as a special teams guy, and the special teams almost lost you this game. The only reason that game was even close was yes. because of. Horrific special teams play, and that needs to get fixed. That is a problem. Yeah, every time that we were putting the nail in the coffin, like that last one, the one yep. that counts, then it would get the, the coffin would creak open a little bit because they're at the 35 yard line out of nowhere. And you're like, how in the hell? Even when we kicked it deep, that was the one that, mm-hmm. that broke my my will there to watch special teams. And, and uh, in fact, Jeff and I traded texts in that moment, like, Jesus, John, what is going on today? But even the one that's kicked deep, you can't stop the guy short of the 25-yard line. It was atrocious. And if we yep. were going to lose the game today, I know a lot of people would have pointed to the defense and the fact that Syracuse scored 30-plus points on us. I would have started personally at special teams, but that's just me. Papuchas, man, step up, buddy. I mean, yeah. that's, that's you, and this is Mike Norvell has a long history. I think he knows what he's doing on special teams whatever reason. Maybe he gets more personally involved, but that's what happened today was unacceptable on special teams. Totally agree. Uh, John's had a lot of better days in his life. In his coaching life, maybe every mm-hmm. single day has been better uh, than this one. Last call, last call for phone calls tonight on the Warchant.com postgame show. It looks like we're going to have a full room here, and Terry, is all as always, is doing a great job <laughs> screening these things. We go out to Angel or Angel in Cincinnati, Ohio. What's going on, sir? Welcome. Hey, Tom and Gene. It's Eric Angel, man. Oh, Eric. What's going on, man? Hey, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, how about that? How about that win for us today? Well, that was something, man. Eric, you're the man. Thank you so much for all of your yeah, as, as we say there, you are a pillar, buddy. Thank you so much. And how about Cincinnati? Get that win over Notre Dame up there. Oh man, that was uh, unbelievable. Bearcats pulled it upset. Yeah, well, I mean, they're actually slightly favored in that game. They yeah. look like a much, much better team. So uh, I'll, I'll ask you real quick, Eric, are you also a Bengals fan? I am. I actually went to the game uh, Thursday oh. night, and I was glad to see us beat uh, Trevor Lawrence. I can't stand him. So you, you beat Urban Meyer. Come on, Eric. Get it right. You beat and Urban Meyer. <laughs> Screw Urban. <laughs> All right. So here's what I want to know from you, Eric. How does it feel in a week of football to win with the Cincinnati Bengals and win with the Florida State Seminoles? What does it feel like to be in the clubhouse on Saturday night at 830 Eastern and have both of your teams win? Oh, it feels fantastic. This margarita is going down like ice cream. Yeah, baby. There you go. Well, we appreciate you checking in. I do have a question, though. I I know the uh, announcers were saying as I was watching the game, and you guys are as well, and I believe Gene was in attendance with his family. My question is, is Adam Fuller, why is he getting into his defense faces? I, I saw him a few times out on the field maybe shooting and hollering at some of the players, but why does it take a, a leader like uh, Keir Thomas transfer from South Carolina to get and then all of the other players on defense? That should be Adam Fuller's responsibility, in my opinion. Yeah, Eric, that's a great point. I, I love Keir doing that, and Tom brought that up earlier, man. I love to see some leadership out of a guy calling guys out because you need that. This team has lacked that kind of leadership. 
I mean, like we talked earlier, man, the book is still out on Adam Fuller. There's some stuff. You gave up 30 points to a below-average offense in this game. There's something to be said there. I don't know what's going to go on there. I don't know if you have any thoughts about this, Tom, but, I, I yeah, I'm completely – I'm not happy with the special teams. Mm-hmm. I'm not happy with the defense. Um, I mean, offense did enough. They did enough to win the game, and they won the game. And a lot of that's on Jordan Travis running around making plays, and he did what he did. You did – you got – I guess, it, let's say, an average defense. They're not a great defense. They're an average defense. You got 33 points. That's good. You yeah. should not give up 30 points to a team, yeah. and that's on the special teams and the defense. Yeah, I, I think, well, I mean, some coaches are different, man. I mean, Tony Dungy is a legend in defense mm-hmm. coaching, and that dude showed no emotion ever. Don't put them in the same sentence. He might not even have cried when, you know, maybe uh, his kid got married or something. I, I don't know, but – but the, I agree, Gene. I, I'm not talking about acumen. I'm just talking yeah, like I know. Are, there are fiery guys and then there are stoic guys. And Adam can get pointed, but he doesn't seem like the red-faced Mickey Andrews type defensive coordinator. I, I think it's hard. Uh, we are having fundamental questions about the aptitude level at this level for Adam Fuller. Those are fair. But at some point, the message you harp on day in and day out has to be absorbed and then regurgitated by the players. At some point, they've got to be pissed off at themselves. Yeah. Too. And that's where the growth with Kier, I'm going to focus on that tonight. I agree. We've got larger questions. I think they're put at bay a little bit tonight. Just for tonight, let it go for a moment. It's not that the questions go away. I just, frankly, I'd, I'd put them on pause. It, it, we're, we might have big concerns next week on the Warchant.com postgame show after North Carolina. Certainly, if, you, if you're not on your P's and Q's, that's an offense that can drop 50 on you in a heartbeat. We will go up to the Northeast and we will talk to Brad in New York. Brad, what's going on? Hey, not much, Tom. Uh, thanks for taking my call. So I had two quick questions. Um, one's football related. One's not. My first question is for Gene. Gene, how did you convince your wife to let you put up that locker room set up in your man? <laughs> Oh man, that, that's uh, that's a good question there. So that, it, it's a tax write. I said, "Oh, honey, we can write it off." <laughs> so a good tax write off. And Tom's been in the man cave. Yep. We got over here. You know, we used to shoot the the uh, War Chant report over here. I've got that. We built a studio out over there. All that kind of stuff. So no, it was it was a tough sell. And Stacy, my wife, man, God bless her. She's she's put up with all my nonsense over the years. Thank goodness. And she's out with my daughter right now. And they're they're out on the town having fun because I had to come and work, but it was a great day. It's wonderful. Florida State won. I got to do parents weekend with my daughter. So, yes, my my wife, God bless her. She puts up with my crap. All right. And that's what's your second that's question. Awesome. So my second question is actually football related. So uh, kind of a theme last year was the scripted plays or the first 15 plays worked really well. Um, that hasn't yeah. seemed to be the case this year. Uh, what are what are your guys' take on why that is, and, and what can we maybe do to to get back to that? Well, uh, I'll start then on this. Yeah. Today was the first time all season that they scored points on their opening drive. First of all, uh, it was three, and I think we ran like fifteen plays for thirty yards. And you know, it's a, a slight exaggeration as Gene is fixing the light over there. Uh, it's a slight exaggeration, but pretty much everything was near the line of scrimmage. I'd say when you have fundamental issues with your receivers that teams can honor and stack up near the line of scrimmage, you've got to establish something so that you can play off of what you establish later in the game. 
Uh, they had teams moving left, moving right, moving all over the place last year for a couple of reasons. One would be that it's Mike Norvell's first year in the league. Some teams got a look at what they were trying to do. Uh, and then people were looking at what Jordan Travis was capable, uh, capable of doing too. So teams were more prepared. And then also, I think when you have the offensive line deficiencies like we've had through four games, again, it wasn't until later in today's action that you had your starting five offensive linemen out there and playing. Mm-hmm. Bavion Johnson did start this game at center. You've got a confluence of things that are just collapsing over and cascading over these offensive coaches. Now, that's not to say that they don't look prepared sometimes, because I think they don't look prepared sometimes as well. But I think it's mostly that they're not surprising anybody anymore. People have seen what Jordan Travis can do, and they've seen Mike Norvell. Gene, what, what do you think? Well, I'd say for one, I'm sorry that people are very upset that Charlie Ward is not being lit up. Um, it, it didn't whatever reason that didn't charge up appropriately. And I apologize for that. And I will work on that. I'll make my game better uh, next week. We'll charge that up sufficiently. So they're both in. And that was one of the Whataburger questions of the day. Did you see that, Tom, today? No. Oh, you weren't at the stadium. So yeah. one of the questions of the day was, which quarterback, the Whataburger question of the day, which they asked the fan, they got it right, was who was the quarterback for Florida State's first national championship? That was a tough one. Yeah. Yeah, it's the guy behind you who's not. Yes, that is the guy who's not lit up, and I'm sorry. Yeah, we'll fix that. I'm sorry, but so go. On. Yeah, I'm sorry to the two questions. What was the other one he was asking me about? No, yeah, the other question is why the slow starts this year. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And that was asked. If you want to go back and watch Mike Norvell and Kenny Dillingham, they they were asked about that, and yeah, Dillingham point, pointed out beforehand. Look, you had a fumble in one game. You had penalties. You had a lot of weird stuff happen. They do have that stuff scripted out. It is something they need to work on. Yeah. Um, you know, it's one of those things. Every team scripts those plays out, whether it's NFL, high, college, high school. Most people have those games scripted out, those early plays, and they work sometimes and they don't others. But yeah, Florida State has not been as good, obviously, this year as they were last year in those things. But I think a lot of that is just when, it, when you get a big penalty, this team's not good enough, you get a turnover, obviously, it's going to affect that. Yep. Uh, we will go to our final caller tonight. I think this person is in is on hold properly, but are we going out to Hawaii? Ooh, is this are our boy in Hawaii? We're going to Ralph out in Hawaii. Go ahead, Ralph. Is that you? This is me. Thank you so much, guys. Hello. How's it go? What's up? I, uh, I'm sorry? I said, what's up, Ralph, man? We're, we're, we're feeling the energy you're bringing already. Yes. What's going on? I uh, obviously I'm I'm excited and happy for the guys. I was wondering if you guys wouldn't mind giving us your thoughts on why you think, if you agree with me, that the coaching staff on the offensive side of the ball seems to make things a lot harder than they need to be. And I've noticed a trend, and I will use the example from today's game on that drive where Andrew Parchment picked up the fumble and ran it in. We started a four-set down at the three-yard line, and it came to that where instead of just taking your best running back and running him up the middle or or off tackle once or twice or three times, Jacksonville State, when we uh, failed with the uh, lob to McLean, same thing. We were deep down inside the five, one of the best running backs, if not in the nation, certainly in the league. It just seems to me this coaching staff with their play calling is making things a lot harder than it has to be. Man, I love you, Ralph. Thank you so much for calling in. And Ralph, the call earlier called in about some of this stuff that happens on these situations. It drives me freaking bananas. And it goes back to the cuteness, Tom. 
Yep. And these guys, and this is a run-oriented team. That is your thing. And I, I thought about the two, and I'm sitting there up with my wife and daughter. I'm like, you're down. You got first and goal at the two or three yard line, and you're throwing the ball over the place. What are we doing? That is not the identity of this team. Run the damn ball in with Corbin, you know. Yep. And I wish they would come up with some sets. And I know not the modern football; they don't do it. But get under center. Yeah, I get you can't do it with Travis. Maybe you can't do it with McKenzie. But you know what you could do it with, Tom? Is there a guy that used to be a quarterback who's a tight end right now? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, have, he's like 240, 250 pounds. Wyatt Rector. Yeah, Wyatt, yeah Rector. Wyatt Rector. Why don't we get Wyatt Rector under center for a few plays? Yeah. And just let him go ahead and get those yards. Or, like you said, Corbin has been a great running back this year. Or even Treshawn Ward. I do think sometimes this coaching staff on offense outthinks themselves because they, they're smart guys. You talk to Kenny, talk to Mike. Look, they know their stuff. They're sharp dudes. Mm-hmm. But, man, sometimes it's the old K, the kiss simple. Yeah, principle. keep it simple. Yeah. Keep it simple. Yeah. You got a first and goal at the two. Just run, you got four downs to yeah. get two yards. Just pound it at them. Yeah, if it's third or fourth and goal from the two, I understand it. But on first down, you got to give it a shot. I, yeah, I would have thrown the ball around now. I, I think what it tells us, and Brad, thanks for the update. Uh, let's see if Kentucky does finish off that drive to go up two scores on. Go first. Kentucky, go Wildcats! But you know what they're going to do? They're going to be up, and fl- they'll have some. They'll fall down, fumble the ball, and Florida will go ninety yards and win. Yeah, it. they'll have. That's, some- that's what happens. Wide open in the end zone, and it just doesn't happen for them. So that that kind of stuff always happens to Kentucky in this particular rivalry. Hopefully, they can close it out. Uh, but I think what it tells me about their thought process, Gene, and yes, sometimes you know the quickest way to get to two is one plus one, and you don't have to bring in trigonometry or calculus or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But it tells me that they fundamentally don't believe when they get in short yardage situations or obvious situations that they can get a yard automatically. Think about the trick play last week on fourth and three. Oh, my gosh. You know, it, it, they don't think they can. If they need a yard, they don't believe that they can get the yard. That's what that tells me. Now, if it's first and goal, I'd rather give it a couple of cracks because those are your best players. That's actually something I wrote about uh, this week in in third and Lang, which is, you know, if you're going to go down swinging, what has a higher percentage of success? And this is when Mackenzie Milton was the quarterback, not Jordan Travis, just for just for that, the sake of making that point. Would you rather throw the ball up to this receiving core or put the ball in the hands of Jay Sean Corbin and Treshawn Ward? I'd rather do the last. Mm, who's now, been the only bright light on offense? I don't know, Tom. Yeah, the two guys, number eight and number zero. And uh, I'll say it one more time, too, because I know he he pays attention to Warchant TV. We appreciate that, his father. Um, but a big play for the confidence level of Lawrence Toffoli today. It was a hidden play. It was a third and four. Yeah, oh. Just before Treshawn Ward goes 60-some yards to get us inside the five-yard line. That's a big catch. You've got to make plays like that to be in position to score. And for a kid who had some rough moments against Wake Forest and, and, and other games, uh, you just you like to see when a kid has a chance to make a play that he does. So that that was a big catch. And before we wrap up for tonight, how about Duvall giving us the update there? Oh, there you go. There we go. Duvall, you know, Wildcats. He was pissed off at Eric Angel for uh, talking smack about the Jags. I saw that comment, Duvall. I don't like that. Screw Urban. I don't care. He called. I want to support the Florida teams, but any team Urban Meyer coaches, I will always root against. He called our pillar a name that I won't repeat. Oh no. <laughs> Yeah, so one more time, folks, because last week we we uh, we mentioned it once, but we got to mention it. Team Paper. This is a good night for to support your your team too, everybody. This is a way to connect to your favorite players. What is Team Paper? Website. You should know it by now if you've been watching all night. Teampaper.com. It's a website in the era of NILs. That's goal is to support 
everybody, as many players on a roster as they can. They're not trying to lock down a superstar, pay him a ton of money, and not spread the love. They want to make sure everybody on your favorite team is covered. Anybody who wants to participate with TeamPaper.com and signs a deal, they make sure they get money. Get the Tallahassee Bundle. This is my recommendation because when you buy the Tallahassee Bundle, every dollar you spend, 80% of it goes to the players and they spread it evenly. Doesn't matter if one player had 150 yards and another guy was out there for six snaps. They support everybody equally when you use the Tallahassee Bundle. Use code WARCHANT at teampaper.com and you'll get content delivered to you from your favorite players, personal stories, anecdotes, drills, and more. So once again, we just want to thank Team Paper so much for their support of the WarChant.com postgame show. Hey, Tom, we may have the trifecta, the rare oh, trifecta. Great. You know what I'm talking about here? Yes. I mean, lost. Mm-hmm. Florida is losing, apparently, going in the fourth quarter against Kentucky. And our favorite former coach is losing to Mississippi State at halftime. 17-13, Mississippi oh. State is up on Texas A&M. Wow, that so is crazy. Jimbo, ooh, it's going to get a little hot in college uh, station there, isn't it? Yeah, looking at other scores too. Clemson right now a 10-point advantage over BC. That's in the second quarter, 13-3. to Congratulations to Clemson for uh, hitting double digits against uh, Boston College tonight. I know that's a big accomplishment up there. Uh, we've When's got the room- last time Florida State won and all the Florida rivals lost and, and Jimbo lost? I mean, that's we got to go back for a while for that. I don't know. Probably a day we can. <laughs> Has that ever happened? I, I don't know. Yeah, pre, prior to Jimbo's time here. So you got a window of uh, three years to get that done. I don't know. The day we beat Louisville under Willie, was that the day? I, I don't know. We, we'd wow. have, the good thing is, Gene, if you wanted to research that, well, the bad thing is, it would take about five minutes to do so because you've only got about, like, <laughs> there's not that many FSU wins. <laughs> like eight wins to choose from yeah. in order to find that out. We thank everybody who called tonight. Yes. If we didn't get to your call, uh, we'll try and do so next week, and hopefully it's after another win on the WarChant.com postgame yep. show. But before we go, I want to thank everybody who called and apologize to those we didn't get to, and always salute Terry for uh, screening. Those thank you, calls. Terry, behind the scenes doing that. I will fix that Ward, that Charlie Ward light will be fixed next week, I promise. Sorry, guys. There we go. Uh, Gene, any final thoughts before we sign off? No, win's a win. Uh, they needed this. Mike Norvell needed this. Uh, the staff needed The players needed this. And the recruits, oh, my gosh, on the way out the door. Look at our boy, Jason Parker. What are you doing? $100. Thank you. We don't have the horn to do anything. I'll give you a rip there, Woo, though. Woo! There you go. Pretty good. Thank you so much, Jason. That's awesome. Yeah. So much appreciate that. No, but just the fact, man, they needed this so bad. Mm -hmm. And it's a a good sign. Look, I know this team has a long, long way to go. We're not going to, we're not going to, you know, go ahead and, like, talk crap about oh this team's on the way back they're gonna be elite no yeah but look they needed this they're building the groundwork they're a year or two away from being a good team but it was a good start this is a good start tom it's what they needed i agree and jason's the guy that when you go to his new year's eve party and you leave he he sends you home with a bottle of crystal like that's oh okay jason we're coming yeah where's that at we need to be there because this show's about over and he's like wait wait no no feeling good about yourself so so thank you for that jason uh, as always everybody remember if you haven't done so already and you enjoyed what we did tonight hit the like button underneath this video it's just to the lower right it's right underneath gene hit the subscribe button to our channel and then if you do so hit the bell right next to it every time we go live with our great content you will be alerted we've got live shows tomorrow night at 7 p.m it's the sunday smash with jeff cameron and irish Chaffel. in the infancy of the show it's the first time they'll be able to talk about a win so please 
Head on back here at 7 o'clock tomorrow night or watch it on demand later. Monday, I'll be on with Jeff Cameron, 1 o'clock. And you'll be alerted every time these things go live if you hit the subscribe button and the bell. We really appreciate your support. And I also want to thank one more time uh, our listener out to the West Coast. Uh, that's Christopher, who brought some beer over for the staff. Yes. Uh, thank you for the light beer, sir. Where's, where's my beer? Yeah, well, it's at the uh, it's in the fridge at the station. So come on by on Monday, Gene. All right, I, I will do yeah. that. And you know what? Finishing this off, thank you so much. And we will take a brewery sponsor. Yep, we're ready for that. Win or lose, you yep. know what, Tom? It's always a t- good time to drink beer. You're damn right it is. So I mean, think about all the pub you'd get with all the beer that Gene drinks and I'm drinking. So there we go. Uh, we appreciate you guys again tonight. For everybody at the staff, Warchant.com. For Terry, our screener. For Gene, the Founder and administrator of WarChant.com, I am Tom Lang. Thanks for watching the WarChant.com postgame show. Happy victorious Saturday night, everybody. We'll talk to you next time.